The Lord took me from following the flock and said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. God chose us in him before the foundation of the world. In him we were also chosen. And again, in today's gospel, Jesus summoned the twelve. Today, the church invites us to reflect on one of the most important keys of the Christian life. If we understand this important reality, we will live a much fuller and more beautiful and enriching life. We'll discover the secret of the Christian faith. This is what I'm going to tell you about, so get on the edge of your seat, listen up, get your pens out. God has chosen each and every one of us chosen us, called us by name from the foundation of all of history and creation. He has chosen us. He has called us into being, intimately holds us into being at every moment of our existence. We are chosen. God took possession of Amos when he gave him the mission to become a prophet. I was moved this morning coming into this church, seeing this incredible pool at the beginning. I remember when I was first here eight years ago as a seminarian, I thought it was pretty cool that you could do a full immersion type of baptism. And then as well, we have the Paschal Candle. Two beautiful signs that the church invites us to look at and reflect upon entering this sacred place. We must remember that we have been chosen through the sacrament of baptism. Our lives in a very real and sacramental way have been immersed in the life of Christ. Christ has really taken possession of our lives in baptism. We are now his very body. This is not a joke or not a metaphor. This is real. We are Christ's body in the world. We have been chosen. And immediately beside it, we have this beautiful, big Paschal candle that is lit in the night of the Easter vigil. We now belong to the victory of the resurrection. No need to fear anything. Our life is immersed in Christ's death and more importantly, his resurrection. We are defined by divine mercy of love, of the victory and triumph of mercy and love over sin, over evil. And this is a gift. Nothing we merit it. Usually most of, probably most of us were baptized as infants given this gift of divine life. Pretty wild stuff. St. Paul has this incredible experience 
of his conversion. He was a great persecutor of the early church. Now he sings this hymn, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ. Paul experiences the new life that comes from Christ, that he has been chosen, notwithstanding the fact that he was a great sinner, put to death, participated in the stoning of some of the first Christians. We read that he was present at the stoning of St. Stephen. Not a great dude, pretty bad guy. Notwithstanding his sinfulness, he was called. None of us needs to be scandalized by our own personal limits and sinfulness and difficulties or illnesses. You know, the world's going through a horrible pandemic right now. We need to let ourselves be defined by Christ's initiative, the gift that we have received. Have the strength to keep our gaze fixed on him. We read later on, we have received the gift of redemption by his blood. Paul experiences that he is not defined by his sinfulness, by his persecution of the first Christians, but by Christ's redemption. We must welcome this event into our life, make space for this event, never censor any of our difficulties, any of our sinfulness, any of our shortcomings in front of God's mercy. If we censor something, we are putting a limit on divine mercy. And Christ really just thirsts to save us, thirsts to take possession of us and enable us to experience his mercy. There was a really cool show that came out about a year ago, I think in the United States. It's called The Chosen. Has anyone ever heard of that? Pretty cool show. I came home from the pandemic. I'm normally a missionary priest in Bogota, Colombia, but for an illness that I have, I had to return to Canada. I have an autoimmune disease, and with the pandemic, it wouldn't have been great to get that illness. But I binge-watched, you know, The Chosen. A friend recommended it to me, and I read a little article. And this show really helps paint a picture of what it means to be chosen not just the apostles, but we're invited to recognize that we are God's apostles and chosen children today. We must learn to receive this gift, the fact that we've been elected his sons and daughters, to experience his mercy, to look to the experience of the apostles, Mary Magdalene, Peter, Andrew, Nicodemus. And he does it with a lot of irony, this guy named Dallas Jenkins. I remember a beautiful episode where Peter was out fishing with his brother Andrew, and Peter had gotten a lot of trouble for gambling, right? And Peter had to go fish when it wasn't prohibited to fish, sneak out, and Andrew had just met, you know, Jesus, and he says to Peter, Peter, listen, I've met the Lamb of God, you know. John said Jesus was the Lamb of God. And then Peter, you know, so focused on the fish, he says to Andrew, why are you talking to me about lambs? I need fish. I've got to pay off my debt. How easily we can be distracted by looking at 
and not being open, looking, focusing on, you know, mundane goods and not recognizing, you know, the greater picture. Another thing that struck me coming in was the priest has to kiss the altar at the start of Mass. This is a sign that helps the priest remember that he has been chosen by Christ's sacrificial act, his death and resurrection, which happens every day on the altar. I've been chosen by that. I've been asked to wed this act, to really welcome it in my life. And then at the start, hearing the deacon with this beautiful like Vietnamese accent, you know, the Lord has called sinners to re repent, to welcome God's saving act in our lives. That's each and every one of us. I know I'm getting long. There's an important soccer match later, so I'll try to finish up. <laughs> Most a couple of the priests here are Italians. Italy will play England. In the gospel, Jesus summoned the 12. God took the initiative. It's the only thing we have to really remember. God constantly takes the initiative in our lives. Christianity is about responding to this initiative, welcoming and responding to this divine initiative, which seeks to reach us concretely in our day-to-day -day life. We don't have to invent circumstances. Christ became flesh in order to speak to men and women and continues to speak through reality in order to call us, invite us to experience this love. You know, I was listening this morning to a children's liturgy that my family listened to. My parents are in Canada. I have a sister in the United States. And it talked about this little, why Jesus asked them to only have one pair of clothes, right? And this lady who runs this children's liturgy asked the kids, do you think God you know, wanted his disciples to be stinky? You know, do you want them to have this horrible pair, just one pair of shoes that were, you know, really stinky? Like, you know, is this the smell? Is that what God's going to, you know, how God's going to bring people into his flock? It made me reflect, you know. Made me reflect. You know, God, in this passage, asked them to only take one pair of clothes, one pair of sandals, to help his apostles, you know, to really educate them, to really depend on God's initiative. To have this radical dependence on the fact that God has chosen them. Each and every one of us today as well are invited to radically depend on his initiative, on his divine mercy, on his call. Remembering that we are his beloved, chosen sons and daughters of the Father. So as we continue to celebrate this Holy Mass, let us pray in thanksgiving for the fact that God has chosen us by name, called us by name. We pray that we may welcome this initiative in our life and that this initiative may gradually transform our life, that God may increasingly take possession of our lives and our lives may be defined by his mercy. Amen.